I am so excited, folks, that I have Dan Russell here. He's not only an author, he's a speaker, he's a coach, he's a person helped with a startup company at the earliest stage to with the marketing and get them to the market, the right messaging and everything else. He's a marketing expert in narrow marketing, needle marketing, I think. And it's a lot of stuff that we're gonna ask, and I love his book, guys. I got it long time ago when it oh, came out. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> and I was reading it. I was reading it in the airplane. I was not feeling good. I mean, half of it. And really, is is an amazing book. Everybody should read this. I've been reading a lot of marketing books. Be honest with you. And this is like my language. Basically, it says this is the marketing used to be. Now, what is the science of marketing? how we can leverage all these parts of this marketing that I'm going to tell you from like a campaign, yep. from this, from messaging, from video, audio, and especially the data, which is a lot of people, they're missing out on that these days. Okay, let's get to it. How did you get into marketing, Dan? How did you become, you said, oh, I want to be a marketing expert. Yeah, well, it started out when I was uh, a senior in, in college. I I was uh, on track for entering the banking world. Actually, um, I was going to I was going into the investment banking track, and you know, did all the stuff for for uh, got my degree in finance, all that stuff, and had an internship at a bank in Atlanta, Georgia, and decided that I really did not like that world. I didn't like the fact that my life was going to be planned out twenty five years in advance. Uh, and so I had always been an entrepreneur. I started a business in college. I knew that I wanted to be in that world. So I found a, a startup that was in New Jersey that was uh, working on some marketing technology. And so I went straight there, you know, gave cut my salary in half basically right out of wow. college, uh, which was, wasn't very high to begin with, and started cutting my teeth there, learning marketing and understanding what it is and how how to uh, do it, really how to do marketing. So I started following all the gurus and everything. And eventually, um, you know, started getting familiar enough that I was able to start bringing on my own clients. You know, on the side, the first client that I ever uh, ever got <clears throat> was paying me a thousand dollars a month, and. To me, that was like it was like wow. life changing. I'm like, yeah, what? I can feel <laughs> you're you, gonna yeah. give me a thousand dollars a month, and I was I already have this this job that I'm doing. So, so that was sort of like my <clears throat> celebratory splash in the entrepreneurial world. Started growing more and eventually replaced my income, and uh, specialized over the years in a field called neuromarketing, which is all about how the brain works and why people say yes and why people buy. Um, and, uh, being a very analytical person myself, I was always trying to document and learn and create systems that would replicate success. So part of that was experimentation. So I would take what I was learning on the neuromarketing side and try to apply it to my clients' marketing systems and their, their funnels. Eventually we started to get pretty good at this as a team and I began to, to build a reputation as a conversion rate optimization agency, CRO agency, which basically meant that people started to come to us when they had problems with their, their sales or marketing funnels. 
Um, and so over the years, I, I, I began to build these systems that allowed us to leave our clients in a better state than we found them. Because I eventually moved out of the agency world. I got frustrated with it. I was burnt out. It's like I'd been doing this for almost 10 years, guys. Time for the next thing. And uh, and so all that documentation ended up going into my training programs and eventually this book. So that's where we get the marketing operating system. That's where we get the neuromarketing, uh, the neurotactics, all of the stuff that that I share in the book is, you know, a, a result of a decade, really having my head down, learning the science and the art of marketing. You know, because I was as I was reading through this book, I had a feeling that it's not only a book to just learn about the marketing. To be honest with you, it's kind of a roadmap. And, you know, I figured that that you just go chapter by chapter and read it and educate yourself. And it gives you that roadmap. For example, as you know, you work with it a lot of startups. I work with a lot of startups. We are a digital marketing agency as well. But everybody thinks that campaign is equal sales. Right. You know, they said, okay, I'm going to write the campaign. How much, make, how, much, how much am I going to make out of it? And what's it? But as I was reading to your book, it actually says the campaign is generate attention that attention will create conversion. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, they're two separate things. You know, when <clears throat> in the marketing world, we use the dating analogy all the time. We say, you know, you wouldn't walk up to a girl at a bar and ask her to marry you, right? Yep. If the conversion is marriage, the conversion has to come after you get get her attention. Obviously, yes. this is from a guy's perspective, a straight male's perspective, but yeah. if I'm walking up to a girl at a bar, and I'm married now, but if I were working yeah. up, walking up to a girl at a bar... I would want to strike up a conversation, really relate to them, um, to her, like ha- have a, a human interaction. That's a campaign. Basically, it's getting to know people in, in different uh, level of emotional. And, and building trust. And building right? trust. She doesn't know if I'm, I'm, I'm a creep. You know, she doesn't know if I'm, you know, me from anybody else in, in the room, right? It's the communication and the rapport that we build through the both the tangible things which are said and the intangible things, which is body language and eye contact and, and energy levels. Um, all of that is building trust. And, and the campaign is really there to capture attention and to build trust. And, and that, that if a campaign does that, it is a successful campaign. By, what by, is right? by the definition that we set. Yeah. And Dan, you know, you, you were talking about the 50 years, you know, year ago marketing, what is the difference right now with all this stuff? Because you know it's a shiny object. It's out there right now. Be honest with you. I am personally yeah. tired of just keeping up with this stuff. Okay, what is the next thing? What is that? And sometimes I say, how can I keep up with this? How can I come up with a campaign that is constantly is going to change? Who should we target? What we should say? Did the marketing 50 years ago, what changed today as you see both like, you know, what is what is the land? How did landscape changed? Well, I mean, the internet changed everything. That's the biggest one. Uh, you know, when when David Ogilvy was running his agency in the '60s, '50s and '60s, you know, there was no Google, there was no Facebook. Yeah. You know, there there, there wasn't PPC advertising. You couldn't you couldn't uh, do the things that you could do today, and you didn't have the data that you do today. They had to put people in a room and show them an ad in order to figure out if it works or not. Now you can do that in a matter of 30 minutes. 
for you know hundred bucks. Yeah. So so a lot of a lot of things have changed, but the the the, the internet, the dawn of the you know World Wide Web was the I was the thing the moment that um, allowed for the entry of all of this innovation into the marketplace. Right as soon as the internet's invented, we start hearing uh, people talk about online payments, and as soon as PayPal establishes the the payments infrastructure for the internet, and people start to become more comfortable with pulling out their credit card, and the internet marketers come along, and you start seeing uh, ads for um, products on eBay as well as internet uh, or, uh, information products, and that comes with their the own own its own dark side, which is like get rich quick schemes and scams and all sorts of stuff. Pop-ups start to, you know, come along and advertising starts to get introduced to, to the internet marketing world. And then eventually we get the app store and the app store gives us software as a service companies. Um, and at that point, which was, you know, the, the mid two thousands, we started seeing an exponentially growing level of software as a service companies that are aimed specifically at the marketing world. And then when we, when 10 years later, influencer marketing started to get traction, we started to see the gurus. That's different story. God. Right. So all of these forces start to converge and we are becoming inundated with tools, right? All of these software platforms that are saying, "Hey, you can do, you can run, run your ads more easily. You can, um, we'll do our copywriting for you. You will do your graphic design for you, right? I mean, any given business right now is paying a subscription to a handful of companies on a monthly basis that are promising to make the marketing easier, and some of them do, but at the same time, some of them are distractions." And shiny objects, right? And that comes in the form of both software as well as as training, you know, workshops and webinars and 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 masterclasses and challenges and all of these things that we see that are trying to grab our attention as business owners, uh, pulling us into some sort of funnel that is ultimately trying to get us to pull out our wallets and invest in a tactic that is not necessarily in alignment with the strategy that we are using. So when you decide on your marketing strategy, you're saying, I want to run this campaign to this group of customers and I want to convert them using this funnel. And it's really hard. It's harder now than it ever has been to stick to that, to just commit to that one strategy that one marketing operating system that you have said, here are my customers, here's my campaign, here are my, here's, here are my conversions, and how I'm going to uh, turn that attention into sales, invest in that. Then you start getting emails from all these people saying, hey, there's a different way of doing it. Hey, there's a new platform out there. Here, there's like a new way of tool to make your life easier. You know, only $39 a month, $19 a month, you know, $3,000 for the program. All of these things start, we get peppered, right? Every single day. And then eventually we say, okay, screw it. Let me see what's, what, what this webinar is all about because I've been yep. hearing about it from my friends and or whatever. And we get Being sucked into it. That. And it's this shiny object. 
Yeah, it's, this is what is like really happened to me, as you said, even me. And sometimes when something comes up, like I know you were into NFT and all that stuff and, you know, the the new, you know, the, the mm -hmm. lab and everything else. But there's a lot of stuff out there. And I was thinking, it's really, should I get to the NFT? Is, is it working? We can do this. And so many things is coming, you know, on your way, especially when it comes to the marketing, how you're going to get your message out there, how you're going to put your product out there. Like most of the startup, as you know, you work with them, they have an MVP. Okay. Okay. Right. They have that. And then what is the next? And I talked to so many of them. I wanted recently we talked to you and they raised $15.1 million. And I just hear it today. They're yeah. going to shut the doors because they didn't have a single user and they worked for all six years. They were just struggling. What would be the campaign? Rather than is it going to be about the message or is it going to be about the sales? What is going to be? And this is the dilemma for a lot of people out there. I, you, I know you know it, and I'm so happy you mentioned in the book that so many, you know, shiny objects, you got to focus on one thing and work it. If you get, you know, results, that's fun. If not, then we do something rather than constantly changing the strategy that, you know, the right. time would go by and then you waste thousand of thousand dollars with your low budget and say, oh, then marketing is not working. I don't yeah. think so. It's a fault of marketing. Don't you think? It, I, I think that, I think it's not any one person's fault or even the, the marketing industry's fault. Because if you think about it, the industry is doing what it's supposed to do, innovate. Any industry is supposed to innovate. It's supposed to create new solutions, you know, uh, that make people's lives easier, that add value, save you money, save you time, you know, make make a better end product, whatever it is. Um, but the it, it's actually the in in my opinion, it's the it's the overwhelm of all of these options that is causing business owners entrepreneurs, and even marketing executives to pay closer attention to the new stuff than the principles. The principles. And it's that Those distraction things. that it's not their fault. I don't think it's anybody's fault. Um, I think it's just an effect. It's a, it's a symptom of this flood of information and tools and tactics and strategies and all, all the things that we're trying to balance. And it's impossible to keep track of it all. And at the end of the day, it feels better to start off on a, in a new direction with a new tactic that somebody says is the best thing ever than it is to sit down in front of a blank piece of paper and come up with a great core message that you can use as the basis of a marketing campaign and to just and build, do the build work. around it. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. Build around it. Because this is, I think this is, as I'm so happy you mentioned that it's a problem that we talk to everybody. That's the problem, actually. People don't know how they're going to come up with that marketing message. They think the funnel will do it for them. This is I hear all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the, the thing. Nobody, no, everybody who says that, I, I almost can guarantee it. 99 people out of 100 people who say that, like, I can't come up with a marketing idea, haven't just taken one day and cleared their calendar and just sat down and thought about their marketing not with anybody else, right? Just and anybody can do it, right? In the book, yeah. it's called The Big Idea Brainstorm. It's not complicated, yeah. there's 10 questions. Like go through a couple of questions that force you to look at your product or, or solution in a different perspective. 
You don't even need these prompts. You can just think outside the box. What is the message that you wanna share? Most of these people haven't taken the time. Most of these people have not taken the time to, to just think about it. In a room, in a quiet room with no facilitator, nobody in front of the monitor, like just zero inputs, no distractions. That's the key. You don't need to have a professional tell you what your message is. It's in there. We it's had this situation you. yesterday with the clients that he wants to be an influencer, real estate. And I said, the same thing you said. I said, go there and just sit with yourself who you want to be. What is the definition of you? You want to be an influencer. You're a real estate guy. What are, you, are you just going to sell? Are you going to educate? Are you going to, what is the goal? If you don't know it, nobody can help you. No marketing funnel or no marketing system is going to help you right. until you don't know what you're going to do. <clears throat> Couldn't agree more. I, one, one of the is, best, um, this is a concept that I call the big idea. And it's totally unoriginal name, I, I know, but it gets the point across. But yeah. the, one, of the, one of my favorite big ideas is the North Face, the company, the North Face. Their big idea is never stop exploring. I saw their logo in Germany everywhere in the in the T-shirt, and I was wondering, oh yeah, what is that? And I I, I start asking people. They they are very innovative company. I think the innovation is very. Big they they are, and and if you think about it, and you can look up, they've got great ads. Like pull up their YouTube channel. Like those listening, pull up their YouTube channel. Just look for the North Face. They have really stunningly beautiful ads, ad campaigns. And they're all built around this one big idea, never stop exploring. Wow. And you, a lot, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, you know, the, the big idea is, is based on the tagline. But it's actually re the reverse. The tagline of the company is based on the big idea. And there was somebody at some point in time in a room who thought up those three words. That was a person. You are absolutely right. And anybody anybody can do this. Anybody. That that person, you know, doesn't doesn't necessarily have to have been in the in, even in the marketing department. But if you're an owner, if you're an entrepreneur, um or if you're an agency owner and you want to sit down with your clients and do this, all you have to do is just ask yourself really basic questions. What do we stand for? What is the real big problem that we're trying to solve? What is it that no nobody else in the industry wants to talk about, but we're willing to talk about it? Those are the ideas that people pay attention to. That's what causes a campaign to generate attention. Basically, and, what you're telling me that everybody wants to create a campaign, the first thing is the message, right? 100%. And then what would be the second thing? Second thing is the, is the uh, content you build around the message. I use the metaphor of a, of an atom. If the uh, if the big idea is the nucleus of an atom, then your content is the electrons spinning around the atom. Right. Every single piece mm. of content that you create should revolve around this core message, the big idea. Somehow that's it's going to be point. connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always, always being attracted, always working around it, connecting back to it in some way. So with that metaphor in mind, once you have your big idea, you can go into the process of actually creating a campaign. I do this through an exercise 
called a campaign creation meeting. There, there's you know a briefing you can fill out. Basically, the whole idea is you choose your channels, <clears throat> which is uh, to say you decide where you want your content to be. Right, that could be as a as a very brief overview. There's uh, um, three categories of, of content: there's earned, owned, and paid content. And then you can have different mediums. There, there could be auditory, written, multimedia, or experiential. And if you create this, you know, and I have this in like a grid layout in the book, <clears throat> if you wanted to say, all right, I want to do uh, paid multimedia, like I want, I want to pay to play because I have a budget for it and I want to utilize video. So you choose multimedia. Well, then there's like a whole selection of channels that you can use from YouTube ads to, to Facebook ads um, to, to get your content out there. And that determines what type of content you create. If you wanted to do uh, earned and written, earned mm. media that, that is in the written uh, medium, then that could be a uh, featured post in Forbes or Huffington Post or something like that, right? That's sort of the realm of PR, so you know what type of content to create. So you choose those channels and you say, all right, I want these three channels for, for my marketing campaign just based on the fact that I am a really good writer or <clears throat> we want, we've got advertising budget and we, wanna, uh, we want to scale up. Now let's start writing. Let's start recording. Let's start producing that video. Uh, and then you go back to the big idea and you say, okay, here's our core message. What do, how, how do, how do we want to, to get this across? Let's tell a story. Great. And what medium we're going to choose. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So because once you put that together, then, then you, you have the, the actual, um, you know, ad campaign run or PR campaign run or, or whatever you start, you know, disseminating that content and you're off to the races. You're got, you're getting attention and then you can move on to the conversions, uh, uh, part of the, of the marketing operating system so that when those, when that press release goes out, people have a place to go. But that's how I would go about creating a campaign. You start with the message, then go into the, to the tactical stuff. Cause if you go into the tactical stuff first, you're not going to know what to say. You're not going to yeah, know okay. what channels to choose. Yeah. And w what is your take on, uh, like different ways to do the marketing like for example now we see case studies we we see white papers we see webinars there are so many that people say hey you should do webinar you should do a case study you should put cases on the website you should do this you should yeah it's so many really even my stuff sometimes we get confused that what really we should do or do we have to hit everything or just be a case which one is going to work and in what environment and what is your take on that based on your experience, you know, coaching people? And it helping it really them? depends on the people that you're trying to, to reach. Um, you know, you got a ton of webinars out there. You got challenges being, you know, one of the biggest trends lately. Um, uh, all, all of these, you know, what, what you could probably kind of bucket into the lead magnet category. Uh, all these offers are trying to accomplish the same thing, which are deliver value in advance. Right? You're trying to establish your credibility with your audience in a manner that is convenient and valuable to them. So whether that's 
somebody who, whether your audience is filled with people who are avid academics who would be really interested in reading a white paper or your audience is younger and they would be more you know, interested in watching short form video. You just have to choose whatever format of content uh, they they want to, you know, consume, and then you know, and, and and innovate from there. Really, test from there. You could start with a webinar and then go into a multi multi step, you know, product launch series like Jeff Walker, or you turn it into a masterclass, you know, or you know whatever whatever label you want to put on it. Right there, at the end of the day, if you have just this you know, ball of content that you want to, you know, reshape into written format, podcast, uh, audiobook, regular book, um, you know, ebook, so webinar, masterclass, you can do it in multiple mediums. It just depends on how people want to consume it. Don't you think that would go back to your first offering or a message based on your message, what medium you should use? Like, like for some messages, yeah. video will work very well, and some messages is written, as you had mentioned, yep. or you know some stuff. I think most of the people they not looking at that, as you said many times that okay, first is the message, and then you come up with technical and see what will work with that message that you're gonna send it to the market. Yeah, and one one great example of this is Andre Chaperone. I think I mentioned him in the book. He's a he's a great writer. All of his stuff is writing. He's in the he's a copywriter. Um, has a lot of programs around uh, uh, copywriting training. I found out about him from an email that he wrote and sent. Uh, I went to his sales page and there was there were no videos on it. It was all written. And then I bought his product and it was a 15,000 word product training program. No video. So he captured my attention, converted my attention into a sale and then delivered the sale all through the written medium. There are people that do this through audio. There are, pe- there are people that do this through video and there are people that do it through a mixture. So it's absolutely possible to utilize each of these mediums in a way that is comfortable for your audience and comfortable for you. Cause Andre's a writer. He writes. I like yeah, to like, read. <laughs> like have you pay attention. Like Seth Godin's blogs are like a one paragraph. Oh, Everybody yeah. knows why, why Seth Godin is just, he writes one paragraph. That's, that's his blog. It's when you go in there, it's so simple that. His say, consistency is insane. He's it's been doing insane. it for years. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm a fan. I said, how this guy is constantly yeah. delivering this one <laughs> paragraph. And then I read it all the time from the in Medium, from his, his blog. And it's so simple. And that works for him. And people. Love it. He he wrote yep. books. He talks. He speaks and everything. But that medium that and everybody say you have to write the fifteen pages of the fifteen hundred words of the blogs yeah. Yeah. like that for the SEO key up. He doesn't give a shit. Nope. He just writes about one paragraph, what he thinks, what exactly is purple right. cow. That's it. <laughs> yep. That's it. And I love this. And as you say, sometimes works. I think we have to find our medium. Like for me, his video is great. For, yep. you know, for some people, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a not, I'm an extrovert, I'm a social butterfly, you know, that I find my medium and the yep. video and talking and I'm horrible in writing, but, you know, <laughs> it, it, it works. But uh, as you talk and coach these companies, 
because I had a friend, I told him I want to interview, and I actually gave him one of your books. I bought it as a gift for him. He said, you got to read this. And he was so happy. Mm-hmm. And he said, just ask you this, that you deal with a lot of companies that they are in the earliest stage. What is the biggest mistakes these guys, they make that you see kind of in all of them? Like it's common mistakes. Mistakes that people, to people make in, in what context? Yeah, in the context, in the marketing that they have the idea, they got, they want to find the startups and say, that's it. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to go crush it and all that stuff. And I got, I'm going to market that. You, I'm sure you had experience with this all scenarios that say, hey, time out. Let, let, let me tell you this before even you think about marketing. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a few. There's the first one that comes to mind is, is going straight for the tactics instead of the strategy because the, it's a much more tangible world. It's something that, you know, it's easier to whip open Facebook's ad manager and start running a campaign than it is to sit down in front of that piece of paper and come up with a big idea. That's the first thing. Second thing is, I think that a lot of people get, um, have a, uh, when they just, you know, are starting out or even sometimes years into the process, they have an imbalance in their understanding of the art and science of marketing because there are two, there are two sides, right? There is the art side of marketing, which is figuring out what to say. And then there's the science side of marketing, which is figuring out, you know, how to turn that that attention and that traffic into sales and then manage the economics of it. Um, and then all the neuro tactics and, you know, fancy stuff. So we can become very attract, very attractive, very easily to the science side of marketing. But if we pay too close attention to that, then we lose out on the art and we end up not gathering people, garnering people's attention. But if we, on the other hand, spend too much time focused on the art and the, and the message and what you're saying, and you're never paying attention to the science side, you never make money. It's a balance. So having a very good, even balance between those two sides is very important. That's that's actually, you said it all, because I have seen it, again, that people, they focus on messaging a lot, that they forget about the data, the you know the conversion, and is this message working or not? Oh, yeah. Or some people, they go into the technical, hey, I'm going to get software, and I'm put this in it, but your message is not speaking that generate that data that you want. People yep. are not interested in it, you know, from the call to action and all that stuff. But, you know, it's a lot of stuff that I would like to talk to, you know, uh, Dan, but this book really is, is a great book. And I'm here, I have a witness, you, if you listen to this podcast right now and you message to me and it says, I need to read the book, I buy it, I send it to you as a gift, because wow, I know, offer. I know, I know this book is great. I'm almost done with it because it's a simple say about saying the marketing, how the marketing works from the past to the future, and how the art works, and is a great roadmap. And you know, and I'm gonna cost. There is no bullshit to it. As a simple, yeah. straightforward book that there is no BS and sugar coating. That this, 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 that is a really. Is a uh, is a great book to read. And how did you come up with the name Snake Oil? How did you come? Oh, up with I had the name, name before I read the word. <laughs> I I knew that that's what it was going to be. It called. has nothing like. <laughs> it's just amazing, and everybody's here. Why 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 you call it a snake oil? I said, oh, maybe you have the healing power of a snake oil. You gotta I read it know. to find out. Yeah. yeah, yeah is it what gotta, you, the gotta, snake oil story is? A, is a fascinating one too. It's a fascinating. So, yeah, yeah, it's a fascinating. But, you know, 
do you have any advice for any entrepreneurs, any startup guys, anybody who want to think about marketing these days? Because marketing in 21st century is totally different with all this stuff, that shiny object we talk about, and all the different avenues to go to the market as a, like a click funnel, deep mm-hmm. funnel, that funnel, so many things out there. What is, how can we just summarize you telling people how the marketing works? Well, I think I think a good way of summarizing it would be to to read the book. To, well, yeah, that too. But you know, the the marketing, the three elements of the marketing operating system are a great way of thinking about how marketing works. Know your customers, know your campaigns, and know your conversions. Which means know who you're talking to, know how you're getting their attention, and know how you're converting that attention into sales. That is marketing at its at its basis, most basic level. Um. On a more philosophical level, and, and well, I would say more more practical level, actually, for people who are <clears throat> either new to the marketing world or maybe this is just a nice nice reminder, don't feel like you have to do everything. Don't feel like you have to know absolutely right. everything. You have to read every email that's out there. You have to follow every trend because it is impossible. I tried it for a really long time, and I had to have a team of people helping me keep up with it all. And even then, things change so quickly. So don't beat yourself up if you're feeling like you're you're falling behind or like, you know, there's a trend that you didn't hear about that everybody else is talking about. Don't worry about it because those trends will rise and fall. Those things will come and go. If you spend time on your message and what you say, and as long as you have a good product, then all the other stuff will work. It doesn't matter what tactic you use or what platform you're on, everything else will fall into place much more easily and you will not have won't feel like you're fighting an uphill battle every day and marketing will become fun for you if you put in the time and effort and investment in that first part of the process, that message. You said it all. That was, you know, that was you, you have to write that with the gold. It's just like really you you just nail it. That message even though with our personal lives, you know, if you don't understand yourself, what is your personal message? So true. How you gonna How you gonna go on with your life? Mm-hmm. How you gonna help other people? You know, it's just me and Melanie. We talk about that a little bit, you know, and about that personal things. But the same thing is is a message. What is your message for for your audience, personally or professionally? What is that? But where people can find you. And where, you know, I know your websites. You have three different websites, I believe, and you are involved <laughs> in the NFTs as well. Just tell me a little bit short about NFT, and I'll let you go. Well, because what is your involvement on that? Like, I have so so the, it's uh, right now a little bit more under wraps. I work with a uh, a um, venture studio in based out of Florida. We are working with several startups, so we get pitched NFTs all the time and are, are involved with it. Yeah. Uh, to to some extent. Um, but uh, yeah, that's all I can share at the moment. But okay. um, the book is available at snakeoilbook.com and I'm on social media at Hey Dan Russell. So I would love to hear your guys' comments, questions, feedback. Um, I'm always up for meeting some new people and having some great conversations. Absolutely. I just or, you know, ordered books for my staff. They all have to read it. That's, I made it like a thank because you. every thank month you. we pick up a every month we pick we pick a book and we said guys let's all read it and then after work they go home and then we come Love back it. and talk about talk about it in the conference room and said what did you learn from that oh yeah and one of my staff was grabbing it today said 
right he's right it's it's, it's that marketing is about getting attention not actually selling like you know and i said <laughs> now you're getting it you're getting yeah. it how we're going to grab the attention of our clients and that was a big topic around the office today but thank you thank you for enlightening people like me agency owners entrepreneurs and uh, you know we did great work with Absolutely. this i cannot wait to finish it and i definitely be in touch with you and you know i'm so happy that i'm grateful that i have another good friend like you and i want to thank melanie as well <laughs> all right love it uh, you know and she's she's awesome you guys you are oh, yeah. both awesome i love you both <laughs> and then i look forward for many many years of friendship with you. likewise man. You thank you for anything, having me so much I'm looking forward to keeping in touch if you need anything we're in austin texas you come here just just tell me you're here and all right here. sounds good I love austin. <laughs> thank you so much dan you have a wonderful day and i look forward for our next year likewise thank you so much Thank you.